You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. It's not ransomware, but a wiper and a nasty one, too. That's the current take on the Petya variant that's circulating around the world. And how are these three things alike? Shipping, manufacturing, and big law? The Shadow Brokers are back, and WikiLeaks's Vault 7 disgorges what looks like a creepy stalking tool. Other non-Petya ransomware attacks, and officialdom seems to cling bitterly to Windows XP. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, June 29, 2017. The Petya pandemic continues, and its story, at least, has grown more complex. It's picked up at least two new names, Expyotr from Kaspersky and Nyetya from Cisco. We'll stick with Petya for now, but researchers think that while the current outbreak used code strings from Petya, it's sufficiently different to warrant a new name. Specifically, it now appears to most that what we've been calling Petya really isn't ransomware at all, but rather a wiper masquerading as crypto ransomware. Those few who've paid the ransom seem not to have recovered their files, and indeed there may be no way for them to do so. Not only has the German email service the attackers used to host their payments account suspended that account, they don't want to be party to crime at all, but the victims who paid up got nothing for their bitcoin. So, as suspected, the goal here probably isn't really money, but disruption and geopolitical throwing one's weight around. These features lead many to conclude that Petya's current instantiation is an act of cyber warfare, not cybercrime. Most observers think it originated with Russia, as Bleeping Computer puts it, the obligatory part where we blame Russia. While the evidence is circumstantial, it's more than reflexive finger-pointing. Russia is engaged in a serious hybrid war against Ukraine, The incident has prompted NATO to announce plans to step up cyber defense cooperation with Ukraine. Microsoft says a malicious update to tax accounting software MEDOC was the initial vector. Since then, researchers at Kaspersky have also found a watering hole attack in a website belonging to the Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. A watering hole, of course, is a maliciously crafted website that infects visitors who graze over to it in bovine fashion. This kind of watering hole is a bad thing. Think of the Badwater Alkaline Pool in Death Valley, not some sort of refreshing oasis for camels or wildebeests. Stay away from Bakhmut, the website we mean. 
The city itself we hear is perfectly nice and even has a big salt mine you can visit that features what the Bakhmut boosters say is the world's largest underground room. At any rate, the effects of the campaign have been particularly heavily felt by manufacturers, logistics companies, and, curiously, big law firms. Maersk, the Danish shipping giant, was hard hit. The company has begun its recovery, but port operations continue to be affected. Maersk runs major ports around the world, including facilities not only in Europe, but in Asia and North America as well. One of the North American facilities affected is San Pedro, the port of Los Angeles. Among manufacturers, big pharma company Merck has disclosed that its operations have been disrupted by the campaign. In big law, DLA Piper is among the targets said to have been clobbered. American Lawyer magazine commends DLA Piper for being forthcoming about its experience and says that Piper's not alone. Clients are restive. So what do logistics, manufacturing, and lawyers have in common? The conjecture is unpatched window systems, vulnerable to the eternal blue exploit this round of Petya incorporated. Logistics and manufacturing enterprises use hard-to-patch instances of windows in various ICS applications. Law firms tend to be patching laggards, perhaps because similar complexities present themselves in e-discovery. There was also a little-noticed ransomware outbreak last week. It hit Ukraine pretty exclusively, and it's been completely overshadowed by the news of Petya, but the little-known malware PSCrypt was aggressive and damaging. It seems to have been designed to hit Ukrainian targets only, which is odd, showing a national focus not usually seen in cybercrime. This points, of course, to a Russian hand. Either security services or some of those patriotic hackers Mr. Putin has recently praised. So ransomware or wiperware, there are two prudent steps any enterprise should take. First, patch. Second, securely back up your data offline so you can restore operations should an attack get through. Yesterday, two sources of leaks resurfaced. WikiLeaks offers a manual for ELSA from Vault 7. They claim ELSA is a CIA tool for tracking users of Wi-Fi-enabled devices using extended service set data from nearby Wi-Fi networks. This strikes many observers as creepy and vaguely stalkerish, a little like that sleazy Girls Around Me app we heard people talking about a few years ago. And the shadow brokers still speaking their odd and unnatural dialect, which we think we're going to start calling Umrashish, since the lingo needs a name, and flacking their Exploit of the Month club, promise they're about to name and shame an equation group operator, they're calling him Dr. Person, who's tweeted rudely about them. After taking a bow for Petya, Nyetya, and Expoter, enabled by their eternal blue dump, the brokers get down to business, and their Amrushish is always worth quoting in full. The Shadow Brokers is having special invitation message for Dr. Person. The Shadow Brokers is meeting on Twitter. Dr. Person is writing ugly tweets to the Shadow Brokers. Not unusual, but Dr. Person is living in Hawaii and is sounding knowledgeable about the equation group. Then Dr. Person is deleting ugly tweets. Maybe too much drinking and tweeting is very strange. So the Shadow Brokers is doing some digging. The Shadow Brokers is thinking Dr. Person is former equation group developer who built many tools and hacked organization in China. This promises to be a Twitter flame war. The operator in question may have taken up their challenge. In any case, someone has claimed the at Dr. Wolf Twitter handle and says he'll be doxing himself sometime soon. Finally, a few quick notes on things not connected to Petya. South Korean banks are continuing to fight off extortionists, threatening distributed denial-of-service attacks. 
Nice availability you got there. Shame if something happened to it. Officials of Her Majesty's government are blaming the Westminster email hack of last week on sloppy and inattentive password practices. So get serious, London. And speaking of London, Computing Magazine reports that 18,000 Metropolitan Police computers are still running Windows XP. Well, you might say surely some of them have been upgraded. And so they have. Eight. Count them, eight of the Bobby's machines are now running Windows 10. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's it. Eight. By the Great Horn Spoon. Eight. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. And I'm pleased to be joined once again by Rick Howard. He's the chief security officer at Palo Alto Networks, and he also heads up Unit 42, which is their threat intel team. Uh, Rick, we've talked before about capture the flag competitions, and uh, they're really a great way to, uh, to to test people's skills and uh, get them involved with cybersecurity. Yeah, and they've actually turned into kind of a you know uh, intramural league for you know cybersecurity nerds. Okay, so instead of going out and playing baseball, we can run these contests have a little friendly competition, and then uh, have some crowing rights if you do well in these things. And there's an upcoming competition that you wanted to highlight. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we like Capture the Flag for lots of reasons, all right? And you and I have talked before about uh, the well-documented cybersecurity shortage of qualified personnel. And 
lately, I've come to believe that you don't really need a full-fledged computer science or electrical engineering or some other technical degree to get a start in this field. You know, at the tier one level, at the at the entry level, it is enough that you have a basic understanding of networks and computers, a bit of skill in scripting language of your choice, maybe a cursory understanding of the adversary attack lifecycle, and maybe a, finally a certificate from a vendor saying you're qualified to maintain one of their boxes, like you know a firewall or a SIM or something like that, right? Um, but and I will tell you though, that's a good way to get into the system, right? And uh, the one question I ask everybody, okay, when it comes interviewing with me for a job, is what are you running at your house? Because if the applicant is not running a Linux machine that she built herself, then she's not smart enough or curious enough for me to, uh, to work for me. I mean, you know, at this point, we're looking for people who are not afraid to get their hands dirty, to learn on their own and to solve problems, you know, without a lot, without a lot of guidance from the leadership team. And so that's what Capture the Flag helps us do. We can hone our skills with it. It's a place they can go and try out those things. We've, we just finished our own internal capture flag contest last month for our own internal security teams and intelligence teams. It was a big hit. We also sponsored a contest at the University of Alabama at Birmingham this past February designed to encourage women and minority uh, Alabama high school students to consider cybersecurity as a potential field of study as they matriculate to college. But what we're doing right now is hosting a worldwide online capture the flag contest for anybody that thinks they might like to dip their toes into the cybersecurity space or even for the seasoned veterans who want to test their skills. Now, this thing is called Labyrinth and it's running continuously until 23 July at 4 p.m. All right, and the best news is that we're offering several cash prizes, totaling some $32,000. So hmm. participants will attempt to solve cyber puzzles designed for newbies and, you know, seasoned practitioners. So um, I think it is one of the great ways that we can uh, enhance our education in the field and kind of bring everybody together and, um, you know, talk about cybersecurity. Uh, these challenges bring... Ama amazing learning opportunities uh, together across all levels. And our goal here is to drive threat intelligence education by sharing challenges based on the daily life of the Palo Alto Networks engineers. So that's what we're trying to do. So tell everybody, David, we're having the big content that's <laughs> online right now, and we want to see how well you do. All right, check it out. It's called the Labyrinth Capture the Flag Challenge. Uh, check it out at Palo Alto Networks. All right, Rick, thanks so much for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey all, Rick here. 
At N2K CyberWire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.